is back. Back to back cast. I like it. Casting. Yes. The Season frequency of casting episode is episode two. Episode deuce. It's been, a, it's been a long run. It has been. It has been. There are many casts piling up on top of each other, but it's good to get back in a groove with it, right? Absolutely, man. And add to the archives and the legacy and the, the future. We're looking forward. We got some things brewing. Lots of things, bro. Always excited. I'm yes. not going to specify what you were just holding up and showing to me. But it was it substantial, though. Very, it was. Makes me very excited. Yes, very it was excited. a handful. It was quite I literally there will a handful. Be a ripple effect throughout the uh, G Code Nation. If I completely agree. We can manifest what we've got developing. Yes. So, if and when executed properly, on. always. If they, if any, if anybody who knows us knows, we're always trying to do. Do it big. Oh, man, always, always. And always trying to, like, you know, like, there's, like, a negative connotation to the phrase spinning your wheels. Right. Right? But I've often, like, thought of, like, the, uh, like, four by four on the side of the road. Right? Yeah. Like, it's, all, it's like a, the little engine that could kind of thing. Right? But the four by four on the side of the road, right, who's, you're gunning the engine and the wheels are fucking spinning and yeah. it's trying to gain fucking traction and all it needs just to is catch that, something. Yeah. Just to catch a little something. And it's that's right. It. And like that's the way I see it in my head a lot. You gotta so. spin the wheels or it's not gonna move. So, that's, it. You know, that's it. That's it. So the foot's on the fucking gas. That's it. So speaking of foot on the gas, how's your training going? It's going good, man. It's you know, uh I, I try to be a, a, a role model for consistency, if nothing else, right? So like I it's it's as consistent as it's ever been, but uh but I'm in a good groove, man, and, and I think you know I've been training this way for a while, right, where it's like uh, efficiency, right, training efficiency, right, with, I say with mastery comes efficiency, right, like how can I get more out of less, and if I'm going to be the guy who trains six days a week, well, if I train six days a week, then every workout can't be a marathon, it just can't be, because it it's like a point of diminishing returns, right, where yep. you're you're just hammering yourself, you're beating up your joints, you're digging a, a whole recovery hole that you can't you can't climb out of you can't ever fill right so like trying to not go there right while still going there right so the, the habit, you just reminded said, me of something remind me i gotta, I gotta okay. tell you a story but go ahead yeah, yeah. Right, sorry. So, no, no, so, so just having intense focused workouts uh without uh, trimming the fat though without a lot of bullshit right, right? um and sometimes it's a matter of time right like even like even like putting myself in a position where I give myself this window to train. Right. And I get the workouts got to happen in this fucking window. Right. And because of that, it means that you're not fucking around on your phone. You're not, you're just more impervious or resistant to distraction. Right. So like, all right, what can I do to just sort of get locked in and bang this workout out and not have, you know, I watch enough training content from a lot of, you know, really, well-educated, knowledgeable fucking people. And, you know, you hear phrases like junk volume. And that just kind of means sets for the sake of doing sets, right? Reps for the sake of doing reps. Right. Because I'm at the gym, so I got to do something. But that's not like, but it's not, it's not focused and productive in that way, right? So it's like, all right, so how can I warm up? How can I thoroughly train this body part? Um, How can I really, you know, sort of like get the blood flowing, you know, often break a sweat. How could I do those things and really hammer uh, the target muscle um, in a way that's that's focused and efficient and productive um, without being excessive? And they're like, so that's like that's always my goal, and I'm I'm in a good groove with it, you know. And and sometimes it means like uh, sticking to a number, like all right, I'm gonna do quads, I'm gonna do shoulders, I'm gonna do back, whatever, and I'm only gonna do ten sets. Right. So in those ten sets. I got to get it all done. I got to hammer it all in 10 sets, right? So if you're doing that, if you're only giving yourself 10 sets, if you're only giving yourself 40 minutes, it means that you're less likely to waste a set, space out, whatever, right? Like every set is valuable. Every rep is valuable. You're going to make them all count. So like that's that's sort of been the the, the state of mind I've been in. And I feel like like if, you, if you're on social media, if you're on YouTube, if you're in those spaces – and you got to finger on the pulse with regard to like training trends and uh, training trends in, in popular culture or, or gym right. culture. You see, maybe there's a movement in that direction. Maybe like I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so that so I think uh, there, a lot of people are coming around to like that more like uh, high intensity, efficient style of training. Makes sense. Yeah, I noticed there's like ebbs and flows to the trends of, of course. Yeah, I mean pop culture and society in general, but definitely training and fitness. Um, where like you know these extreme movements come along like sure. every couple of years, and everyone's doing extreme stuff. And following yeah. like this ethos, and then like it's exposed as fugazi kind of thing. Right, sure, sure, and sure. It's on like the they're like fad diets, but for tra for training. Yeah. Um, and I think just like you know the meat and potatoes, simple stuff works so much better than like. Now I think there yeah. is a value we've talked about over the years of like challenging your body, changing things up, sure, doing things differently from time to time. I think there's a value in that, but like really just the meat and potatoes, efficient workout, consistent where like you don't need to be doing like hanging from the rafters. Kind of, right. Like, Gimmicky shit. Yeah. Gimmicky shit that goes viral head. on social media now. So sure. it's like kind of, you know, people build entire like a brand around um, suggesting people only do one thing, only eat right. one thing. Right. You of know. course. You'll see crazy stuff like, did you know water is toxic? If it's, you know, of course, it really gets bad. Like on TikTok, yeah, yeah. there are some things that are like completely counterfactual, literally like guys sure. saying, like, don't drink water, you know, things like right, that. Sure. You know, I'm like, uh, do you want to <laughs> people buy into this? You know, there's sure. no fact checking and it's just a vacuum and they get into like a cult like ethos and, you know, and sound bites, right? Very brief sound bites without any context taken as like dogmatic statements about how to do something like yeah. like you you know it's like a carnivore diet and the excess of that oh you know i only eat red meat it's the only thing i eat you know i have right. no fruits no vegetables no carbs no anything else just red meat right and it's like you could i could sit here and talk for 20 minutes on the value of having red meat in your diet yeah and i could say a bunch of things extolling the benefits of red meat that doesn't mean that I'm sitting here telling you that the only thing you should consume is red meat because that's fucking ludicrous, right? Like, <laughs> I, was just talking, I was just talking about the training, uh, these different training dogmas and that sort of stuff, right? And a perfect example, right, about, like, efficiency and high intensity and getting more or less and whatever, right, is, like, like one of the geniuses of this stuff, right, heavy-duty training and Mike, is Mike Menser. And his stuff is gaining so much traction online now. And the guy passed away like 20 years ago, but all of yeah. his philosophies and his seminars and stuff are like all over the place. And there's like reels on TikTok and Instagram, like these short pieces with these little bits of information. But like, you can see where his philosophy about this sort of right, like efficient, intense training and prioritizing recovery and doing less to get more, can be can go so far off the rails that even he kind of went off the rails, right? Where it was like, uh, you come to him and you're like, hey, Mike, uh, I'm following your workouts and I'm training, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and each workout right. is six sets and I'm not really getting anything out of it. And he his yeah. response would be, because you're training too much, Mark. Yeah. Those three workouts a week are too much. You need to go to one workout a week. Right? right, or or you need to go to oh your your arms aren't growing. It's because you're training too much. You need to do it every three weeks. Right. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, like a step too like, far. Right, where it's a step too far. Where it's almost like now the training is being vilified <laughs> in the process of building your body or improving your performance. Now the training is the problem, and it's like, well, wait a second, wait a second. I'm co I've come to this culture because the training is like a solution for me for right. the things that I'm trying to right. accomplish. And now you're telling me that the training is because people tend to overdo training. Now you're telling me that the training is training at all is, is the problem. You know, Oh, your problem is the reason you're not growing is because you're working out. <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> you know, this needs to be a next step. Right. And it's like, of course, at yes. a certain point, those you got to stop at the steps. <laughs> the right. next step Indeed. is a step too far. Right, yeah. it's a step too far. It's it, it's 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 a it's a philosophy like reaching its extreme end, and it's right. like, well, where do you go from that point? All right, know? and then people are like, oh, I don't get results now. What's going on? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, because you've been on the Atkins diet or whatever it's called these days, right? You know, of course. And you're like, wow, I lost that first eight pounds from eating only sausage. This 
<laughs> right. Now, right. now, now, what do I tell my arteries going forward for the? Well, right, right. You know, like I, I remember the like that, like when it was like you know really blowing up the like the uh, the Atkins, right? So like a, a keto diet, yeah. and you know, people coming to me saying to me like, "Oh man, you know, the best shape I ever got in my life. It was just bacon every meal." And I'm like, "Wait a second. Like, yeah, dude, I saw my uncle. He lost like 20 pounds like right away." Yeah, eating like bacon and sausage. <laughs> yeah, around the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sausage. And I'm like, right. Where this? I don't care what the results are. This is not, you know, right, uh, right. This doesn't it's make kind, sense to me. <laughs> it's counterintuitive, right? And like, yeah. and like, um, and like a good example, like where there's like positive things to come out of certain ideas, right? Like one of the really positive things to come out of like keto. And Atkins and that kind of stuff is the thought that like fats aren't evil, right? Like fats aren't evil because because we go back far enough to remember an era where it was no fat, eat no fat, right? Right. You eat as much carbs as you want, sugar as you want, you know, protein as you want, all that as you want. No fat. If yeah. you eat fat, you're gonna get fat, right? And as as we as time went on, we realized like, oh well, there's all these benefits. Eggs and avocados, courses, yeah. right? And 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 the point that like, uh, in a balanced diet, if you want to eat bacon every so, it's not the end of the world, right? Like, but it's not the extreme of okay, now I'm just eating fat. It's only <laughs> fat. It's only <laughs> fat from animal sources. So it's only yeah. animal flesh, protein, and fat, and that's it, right? Like it, it goes to these extremes where it's like if you just Right, cafeteria Catholics, right? If you just cherry pick the shit that lines up with what makes sense for you, right? Like, you're probably in a much better place, you know? Like, there's be there's beneficial concepts in the keto and Atkins stuff, just as there's beneficial concepts in carnivore diets or whatever whatever these specific diets are. But the, they run into problem where the the philosophy reaches its extreme end. Yep. Yeah, and, it, and and you're not wrong to use the word already today. It's us saying cult, right? Like I remember us us looking at stuff before, like diet cults, and and training. I think has a, there's a layer of that too, right? But sure. diet cults, diet cults are like religious. They are religious. They become about your personal identity, yeah. you know. And it's like maybe I think it's, it's not the same same psychology, maybe, same. Maybe it's not good at that know. point. Yeah, you know. Maybe oh, it's not I, good I, at that point. I resist anything that feels like that, man. Just for sure, it, it never goes anywhere good. And, but you know, and, you yeah, go yeah, ahead, go ahead, no, 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 no. The last, I was kind of pivoting to a different topic. But okay, something right. you said, but go ahead. All right, so yeah, go to that pivot. But the last thing I was going to say was, you realize that you come back to like in, from, from like a common sense perspective that the sweet spot is always balance, right? And like the in everything. If we can, which is not always easy, which is because taken from me, right? But balance, trying to find balance, the, the the urge, the process of trying to find balance is a good thing. And then like the balanced diet, right? So the balanced diet would be a diet that has protein, carbs, and fats, it's got fruits and vegetables, it's got lots of micronutrients, a lot, lots of macronutrients, and then you or I or whoever modifies it based on what they're trying to do. Right? Balance so, and consistency are really like the most underrated uh, characteristics, but like that's the, that's really the issue. Like we were saying last week, you know, somebody goes to a personal trainer and says, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds. And the personal trainer always says, all right, write down everything you've been eating. Right. And then like it's day two and the person's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so yeah. obvious. Realization, the revelation. Here, and the problem isn't that like you ever eat ice cream. The problem is that like you constantly eat ice cream. Of course. Or of you course. constantly go to McDonald's or you constantly get that Dunkin' drink and you know, and it's 400 grams of sugar in your day. And like right. those things, like we've been around enough of elite bodybuilders and athletes to know they eat junk food and pizza sure. and burgers and all the you know ice cream, all these things, it's just in moderation. Of and course. They balance it out. And the biggest problem is that I think people get addicted to junk food and like it just sure. becomes it. It's not balanced. You know, it's not of course. every once in a while. It's the rule. It's not the exception. And, you know, right. even and I'm, I'm still working on and trying to combat. And 
Same. Yeah, None of us have done the perfect. Yeah. It's one day at a time on every level, right? And it's like, so like, it's it's like, all right, so you're going to have a balanced diet and then you're going to modify it based on what it is you're trying to do, right? Yeah. So here's this balanced diet that accounts for everything. And then I'm trying to lose body fat. I'm trying to gain muscle. I'm trying to get bigger. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to uh, run a marathon, right? Like whatever this goal is, now I'm going to modify these components of this balanced diet to suit that thing, right? Yep. Suit that suit that end goal. And like a perfect example, you know, you're kind of saying about like knowing about how elite athletes end up eating uh, a lot of junk, right? But it, but it makes me think of like carbohydrates and how like so many people fear carbohydrates. Well, here's the thing. If you live a sedentary lifestyle, then sure, you should, to a certain extent, avoid overeating calories in general and, and carbohydrates right. in particular and sugar, right? But then at the right. same time, it's like this, right? If you're like, Michael Phelps. That's it, right? <laughs> and you think about it like the, you better, the first, yeah. That's it. You better you better get to eating, right? You better, get some you, better, you better eat some fucking waffles, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you think about, um, you know, I, I've heard the the, uh, the muscle talked about as like um, that your muscles have a gas tank, right? And the gas tank's preferred method of fuel is carbs. Here's where here's what it is. The reason that those bodybuilders and athletes and ultra active people need all those all those carbs is because they're constantly emptying the gas tank. If your lifestyle is such that the gas tank is constantly empty and you're always running on E because your training and your lifestyle is depleting you. You need the carbs built back up to perform. And the carbs in that setting have no negative impact on you. They only help your performance and sort of facilitate the powering of the machine that processes the calories, right? And lo and behold, this whole segment was a sales pitch for juice, <laughs> which is Back. one of my favorite products we make, by the Man, way. So me if too, you're bro. one of the people Greg was just describing, Get yes. some macho mango madness in the tank because awesome. uh, I have found that, uh, you know, as I've been like kind of limited and doing physical therapy and stuff and yeah, have yeah. restrictions, I've been trying to find other ways to push myself. I can't bench heavy or do anything crazy with weights really other than, a, you know, a leg press here and there and some stuff like that. Um, trying to do cardio stuff, whatever I can do. Uh, juice i've been spiking rise and juice yeah a couple days awesome a week together. man yep. and it's just like instant reload recharge recovery is better everything man like it's it's been a godsend so macho i think mango, that's dope but macho, I, mango, I juice, this. Oh, macho yeah. mango juice with cold orange rise like i i've i've pivoted to this the sort of uh protocol right where i actually use my pre-workout pre-workout Yep. There were a lot of times where I would like kind of sip on it through my workout, right. whatever, which some people tend to do, but I, I would do that from time all the time really. And now I've, I've pivoted to like where I'm going to drink it before I actually train. I drink it while, while I'm doing my cardio. And then when it's time to lift, I'm done my pre-workout. And now I do juice and rise while I train. And I feel like it's a game changer. It's a game yep. changer. I feel like all it makes fuel and difference. recovery, everything, yep. man. It's awesome. Yep. But yep. Yep. speaking of like recovery. All right. Yes. So, um, Watch this documentary on HBO called BS High. Are you familiar with what no. that's about? No, Do you tell know me. who Bishop Sycamore is? Sounds familiar, but I don't know. All right. Well, this I'm is going to be I'm totally spoiler free or not spoiler okay. free. It's going to be pure spoilers. Spoilerful. Okay. Uh, yeah, spoilerful. So yeah. sorry to everyone who hasn't seen it yet. You're okay. probably going to want to go see it. But so Bishop Sycamore is a fake high school. Okay. Okay. They played on ESPN in a high school football game, nationally broadcast. Okay. Completely fake. Okay. They do not exist. They right. do not have a school. Okay. A total fugazi dude tried to create like an elite prep football school to get all the great recruits to be like a D1 like farm system. Sure. And totally fugazi with um, guys out of jail guys who were 22, 24 years old. They played a national game on ESPN against the number one high school football team in the country. Okay. A, a couple of years ago, dude. Wow. Okay. And it's called BS High about Bishop wow. Sycamore. All right, okay. dude. And it goes through – this guy's like a sociopath. I mean, like, you know, 
I don't say this about a lot of people should probably be in jail. <laughs> right, right. Now, when you first come on, you can be like, why does Scott think this guy? Like by the end of the thing, you'll understand. Right, sure. like, this is just a, a litany of, of crimes. Okay. Wow. And he created this fake school and got these kids and they barely had uh staff. And he got, and he's like, we'll play anyone. And so they got built up this schedule and they played the number one team on ESPN, dude. Wow. And all these kids are like, this is my chance. I'm going to shine against, like, imagine dude playing St. Anthony's, like, you know what I mean? Like on a state school. Right. Right? And you're like, if I drop 15 points tomorrow, so I'm getting a D3 like, scholarship. You it know what sounds I mean? like something I would have come to you with when we were like, when I was a junior in high school. Like, all right, I got a plan. Because look, because they. <laughs> I got a plan. Yeah. Well, we, right. We start, we start our own school. <laughs> no, dude, literally that, right? But Where's see, the in his defense, right, it's a yeah. bit of an indictment of the entire system, which is sure. kind of what's turned me off to college sports, yeah, especially college football in recent yes, years. Yes, we've had this conversation before, yeah, for sure. I followed yeah, two yeah. high schools in Mississippi. It was like really eye-opening where it was like um, followed their two teams, the rivals, during a whole season right. in Mississippi. And got to see how, like, on that level, down to, like, five-year-old kids, like, football was all that mattered. And right. it was taking the place of education. And it's taking a place of a lot of things that people need in their lives. And it's just kind of, like, just eye-opening, right? And how coaches sure. view kids like cattle. Right. They treat them like cattle. And, and they're just trying to level up and be the next coach at the next highest level. And they don't really care about kids and how they do in life. And they sell them this idea of you're going to play for Alabama and then you're going to the NFL. Right. And I got the inside track. Right. And this sure. kid. And so there are schools, high schools out there that that's all they care about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They don't care about education. There's nothing for the kid. It's yep. literally just like selling them this dream to raise. Like, so the school that they played, that this fake school played. I think generates like $80 million a year, dude. Okay. A high school. Wow. The number one team. That comes, it's like Nike okay. Academy almost. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's you know, but it's a high school, a prep school. You get the biggest recruits. And they, you know, like it's happened in basketball too, right? Well, yeah. I was going to say that, that I, you know, when we were kids, there were like places like Oak Hill Academy and places yeah. like that that you knew like were legitimate schools, but almost like college basketball farm no exactly programs, farm, right right but 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 what's funny is that like it was kind of like the unspoken truth of the situation then whereas i feel like now there's all these academies set up and stuff that are that it's all blatant this only exists for these top flight ball players right and that's the only reason they're there as a showcase that's for these it. kids that's it right. for and, basketball. And so this and that's guy's it. like, I'm starting that. And it's in Ohio. And of course, they're like, well, you have to have classes attached. He's faking the classes. Like the, the kids are talking about, like, well, there's one day where like we went to a library, like a public library. Right. right? And, and it's like locked. And the guy's trying to get in. He's like, well, this will be where you're cla-. like it did. And that was like, they didn't wow. even try after like the first week. Right. That right. classes. Right. right. They do. They barely had gear. So listen right. to this. So you're talking okay. about like recovery training. You can't do stuff every day. There's something you think of yeah. it. Dude, this guy was such a crook and didn't care about these kids at all, even though it's like all he talked about is caring about the kids and they love him, right? Because right? he's like, smoke weed and order pizza. I don't care. Like, right. of course they love him. He's like, the, you know, an adult telling them they could do whatever they want. Sure. And, um, you know, and... Uh, this guy scheduled a game the day before that game. Wow. They back to back football. Saturday. Games. Wow. I think it was Friday night. Yeah, sure. And sure, then sure. Sunday. Wow. He had them play a full game on Friday and wow. then play the number one team in the country on Sunday. Wow. wow. And one of the kids' moms was the trainer for the ESPN game. Wow. Dude, I mean, like, it's sad. You're watching this. Guys are, like, blowing their knee out, and the mom's helping wow. the sidelines. Like, and, and, you know, and the guy's like, I got to get back out there. This is my chance. 
You know, and and this is guy, the guy is like, the guy also the head coach. No, with the quarterbacks like trying to get back out there because he's circled this game because the whole reason he's playing for this. Right, right, no, uh, but I'm saying but, the guy is the guy who runs the thing, the head coach. Oh yeah, he's the head coach. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, oh okay. yeah, he's the head coach, the head, okay. of, the head of the yeah, academy. Yeah. He's, he's the everything, dude. The dean. He's yeah, yeah. He's like the biggest con man, literally, legally, technically, definitionally, wow. Wow. ever. And yeah. like he's kind of a sociopathic, I think. Like he's all kinds of legal issues, domestic sure. disputes, all this stuff, man. Sure, it's not sure. pretty. And uh, these poor, I say kids. Because even though some of them like, dude, so this went, it went crazy on Twitter when the game was happening. Cause right. everyone watching this is like probably 2020, I think like when everyone okay. was indoors or at home during like the beginning of, of COVID right. and people are like, who is this guy on this high school team on my television? Looks like he's 40 years old. How wow. is this guy? You know, right. the guy's got a receding hairline sure, and he's sure. like, you know, 20, it looks like he's 30. Right. Right. He was probably like 24. Sure. And on this high school team. Right. Right. And by the way, of course, they lose by like, yeah, it's not pretty. They're playing the right. best okay. players in the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Even though they're high school kids. Right. It's basically like playing Alabama's right. practice squad. Right. Because sure. all these guys are going like to are the going SEC. elite, elite division. They're all one, elite. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like they're yeah. all the best 25 players all go play for the same school. Wow. It's literally like St. Anthony's, like you said, you know, um, yeah, yeah, one yeah. of those basketball okay, okay, okay. Because St. Anthony's yeah. was, was actually a, a high school. Like, it was a legit high school. I mean, by, that, like, he actually that, was like Bob, one of the – probably senior, like, you know, yeah. like – One of the real, rare coaches. Real, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't a Calipari situation where it's no. like – No, 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 no. Yep. Like, my grandfather told me a story back in the day because he was a really good athlete and they, he wasn't even in high school, but he was like 15 and he, they played pickup football, all these, and he's sure. killing these guys and everything. And a guy's like uh, trying to get him to come play Camden High and he's like, I'm not that smart, man. I don't know about that school thing kind of thing. Right. Sure. And the guy's like, no, I'm going to write all the answers on the back of the test, man. <laughs> you <laughs> sure, just yep. flip it over yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'll be good. Yeah. Yep. It's like, yep. you know, there's a lot of schools that are basically still doing that. And, uh, but Bob Hurley is not one of those guys. No, no, um, no. And, and, and you got, always got the impression St. Anthony's, Anthony's of Jersey City is right. Coach K, of course, St. Anthony's of Jersey City is the high school we're referencing, but like one of those, yeah. like a, a, a smaller Catholic urban high school that like, Essentially, you got the impression the head coach, who was Bobby Hurley and Danny Hurley's dad, and like coached, you know, a hundred NBA players, was yeah. essentially keeping alive because of the basketball program, like and fundraising because of the basketball program. But the school would have closed thirty yeah. years ago, you know, like it was all because of him and yeah. and the, the work that he did with the basketball team. But yeah, so that was a rare one of those rare instances. Um, but yeah, now now like. You know, you'll hear about like this this high school prospect or that high school prospect, and it's like, where does he go? Oh, he goes to Top Flight Academy, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. What well, is, now what they is have the G what is that? Ignited, you know, right? oh, of course, like, of course, yeah, yeah. There, it's basically becoming like tennis or baseball, every other sport. Sure, sure, of course, um, of course. For some That's reason, true. basketball and football never had um, leagues. For kids, right. minor league, minor leagues, right, right, right. They because yep. co and it's because the college sports is such big business, of course, that all the colleges were clinging to that. But I think right, they're sure. kind of losing the battle, and I think football eventually be like basketball is now, where instead of having these frugazi academies where they pretend the kids are going there, you know, to get a uh, communications degree or whatever the hell it is, right, they're gonna have just pure football teams. Of nineteen-year-olds, right. right, and they probably should because at least they're not, at least they're being honest about what's happening instead of the the BS of uh, promising these kids education and all that kind of thing. Um, of course, just, of course, like this guy was doing it to the extreme level. But like I said, man, he was doing it because he's a crook. But right. there's a lot of crooks out there and a lot of shades of that in the in college sure. football. And of course, of course, we're like. These kids are cattle. They're disposable. It's make them. It's big business. Get them in. Churn them in. Churn them Very out. Very much so. And then the kids are left holding the bag. You know, right? They didn't, and they didn't get any quality out of it. There, you know, there was a there was a recent thing with um, 
you know, because you think about like who's most guilty of that. You said Calipari, right? And I was thinking like you, you think about Alabama, we reference Alabama. And I saw a thing recently, right, where um, I might have been last season, where Nick Saban um, was talking about a player who had gotten in trouble right. with the law or whatever. And, you know, they're asking about him, like, you know, the media was kind of essentially pushing him on, like, and this was, like, a moment where I was like, all right, fucking Nick Saban, all right, man, like, yeah. caught me off guard. Um, and you wonder how much is sincere, whatever, you can, everybody can question all that, whatever. Nonetheless, essentially, the media was pushing him, like, why is this kid still on the team? Right. For whatever he did. And Nick Saban was kind of like, do you understand the circumstances so many of these players you root for every Sunday come from? And right. how... Whatever he did, maybe in certain programs or based on your own personal opinion, should disqualify him for playing for us. And as such, he's gone, right? But if I send this young man home and now he no longer has opportunities anymore and I essentially slam the door on him, what happens then? And do you care about his future then? Like, do you right. care? You were rooting for him when he's running for the touchdown. But right. now... When he when I, when he loses his scholarship and I say, you know it's time to hit the bricks, pal. All right. You care about how it's his like, life right. turns out now, right? right? And like I thought to myself, you know, like there's a layer of that. The, these coaches need to consider that in everything that they do. And like whether Nick Saban is sincere in that or whether Nick Saban is more guilty the opposite way most right. of the time or not right. is a different story. But he was right, right? Where yeah. like. So, like, if you had told me that this guy was a crook, you're talking about just the shades of gray. If you told me about this guy who's a crook, but he got into this thing because he's trying to – no, no, I know. But I'm yeah. saying, like, there's probably a guy out there who is robbing Peter to pay Paul and doing God knows what to try to get kids opportunities for the right reasons. But right. the means that he goes about doing it could be, you know, uh, nefarious to say the least. And, like – I was wondering, is there were there are there any elements of that to this guy? Did he have any good intentions? He professes that. Right. And I would just say my radar went off the whole time. Right. And right. I don't buy that it. he's a comment. That he's a comment. He I mean he is a right. comment. I mean right, he right, is a right. comment. Right. He would go, um, I mean, you name it, you name the type of fraud, you name it. He is committing it. Um and 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 a host of other things. Um Right. I don't think any of it was legit at all right. at any point. Right. And I, like I said to me, when I saw he scheduled a Friday night game, right, two days before this big game against right. the number sure, one sure, team sure. in the country, if yeah. you really care about these kids, right, not only are you, you nearly have their best interest them, in mind at all, right. right, not only are you nearly killing them to right. play two games like that. Right. And they're against good competition. Like sure. they, they had a tough schedule. Like they're always sure. playing some team that's incredible because no one wants sure. to play them and get sure, killed. Sure, sure. Yep. And he's going to have them play two games in 48 hours right. and have one before the televised game against the number one team that all these kids are like, if I play good, I'm getting a D3 scholarship or a D1. You know, my life is going to change. Right. I went from, um, you know, a, a tough living situation, possibly just got out of jail. Um, don't have a future right now. I don't have a move. And you're going to schedule a game for me right. before that opportunity to turn my right. life around. Sure, just sure, because sure. he probably made some money and raised the profile right. sure, of himself sure, sure. Right. to play that game. Right. You know what I mean? Of course. Yep. It was all about him. And he right. just used the kids like as a prop, but he'll tell right. you that that's what he was thinking about. But like, sure, sure, sure. to me, like that's clearly just not what you're thinking. If you're going to make those moves, you know, like disingenuous. Yeah, for sure. You can't play two football games back to, that against of that course. level of competition. Of course. It's like, you know, and you see the kids get hurt and it's, and there's nothing now. Now the kids got to limp the rest. You know, right. there's kids like they're interviewing all the kids. One kid's crying. Like I'm injured for life. Wow. Three years later, you know, wow. because wow. of this guy. So, right. um, no, man, he was unfortunately he did not. Uh, he talked to talk a little. He did not walk to walk. But didn't uh, have the kids' best interest at all. At all, I definitely yeah. recommend it. It's on Max, I guess it's called now. But uh, BS High about Bishop Sycamore. Uh, check that out. Definitely worth watching. Nice, nice. Have you seen anything good? Movies, TV shows, anything? You watching just kids programs these days? 
I mean, like, what, what well, yeah, I mean, you know, they have like Netflix cranking on a, on a general basis on stuff that I just find unwatchable. And Tara and I will, will <laughs> largely mock it. You know, it's like yeah. it's like uh, sitcoms for kids and tweens kind of stuff. Tween. And it's, yeah, it's you. rough. It's rough. Um, it's tough to you get know, through. Yo, it's tough. Um, so like, you know, bro, I, you know, if, if I'm honest about what I really watch, I watch uh, sporting events, uh, the news and Seinfeld reruns, mostly like you, you, in, in the little windows, I ha- in the windows I find to do it. That's what I watch. Um, you know, I, it's something that I, that I, I, I reached out to you if you, uh, if you were into, um, well, you know, I just, you know, it, it's sort of in the periphery of, of sports stuff that I, I just digested passively lately. Um, when we were referencing, uh, Mike and the Mad Dog before many times on, on oh, the yeah. cast, and how Mad Dog is now on with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN yeah. like a couple times a week, killing it. And then also the dude I mentioned to you, um, Pat McAfee, who has yeah. like a big following. Um, I went and watched him talk for like 15 minutes the other day after you was- asked me, and I was like, um, it was interesting. He yeah. seems like well caffeinated. Yeah, he's, he's had sure. some life, triple X, yes, 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 shots. yes, um, for sure. But the 15 minutes I was watching him, he like randomly quoted a line from International Players Anthem in the midst of his rant. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of like yeah, it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. All I well, know about him. That's yeah, all I know. no, that's it. And I, I know Other 10% than his history, you know, and his football and wrestling stuff like I know yeah that, yeah but like yeah yeah I don't same, know his personality or not same yeah. same and what I what I what I um in the in the little bit that I encountered of him or ingested related to him um there were levels of like us and what we do to it where it was like him with his buddies talking passionately about football but then like there's layers of pop culture into it yeah and like He's really sort of articulate and charismatic, um, and I thought like like I, it, I enjoy what I enjoyed. I watched what I watched. I enjoyed, and I was like, wow, okay, so I can see why this guy's got the following he does. You know, it's like it's like a lot of this stuff. A lot of this stuff is like context and um, big picture implications, and like how we spoke about um, like Joe Rogan in the past, right? Where Joe Rogan. Yeah. Uh, you had one of the great quotes of all time. Uh, it makes unconventional thinking uh, popular with unintelligent people in a way that's dangerous. That's the Mark Bernardi quote about Joe Rogan. And wow, I don't. Did I say that? Yes, I'm not good. Gonna, I gotta. I want to tweet. <laughs> you gonna back it up? I don't, don't want to say everyone who listens to Joe Rogan is unintelligent. No, 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 because... no, no. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't say that though. It was. It was the. It was the. The implica- The implications of when somebody reaches such a level. And. Cosigns potential methods of thinking, even if or introduces methods of thinking, even if they don't personally think that way themselves, but right. plant seeds and you have a big enough audience, and then you plant the seeds and there's sure. rogues amongst the audience, it yeah. can go sideways, right? And like, so you literally think about it, like for I guess anybody who reaches sort of mass appeal, right? Like anybody, right? Where it's like, you know, if Joe Rogan's on and you know, he has like different guests, like and he has Rick Flair on or Mike Tyson or uh. Or Dorian Yates, Ronnie Coleman, like those guys, like yeah. he's had those that I've watched him and I'm like, this is great. Like, yeah. Like he's interviewing them as well as anybody else could, and it's, it's very insightful and cool and all that. Like, and this is awesome. But then you could also see like where it could go completely fucking sideways if he's interviewing the wrong person and then the wrong person's watching. And you think to yourself, like, well, no one man should have all this power. You think to yourself, like, well, if that's anybody who is potentially reaching so many people. Sure. They got to be like, so they got to really pick their spots in terms of how they address certain editorial standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, I mean, the, that the was Mac- one of the yeah, bonuses yeah, of like big news organizations, as much as people have a problem with them, like, right. at least there was um, like infrastructure in place. And a lot of, if you're going to talk about a topic, there would be, you know, people kind of filtering it a little bit and now yeah. that's why people love these guys unfiltered right. sources but i feel like we kind of like overcorrected for the issue where now it's just all unfiltered and none yeah, of yeah, yeah. the actual information is filtered through actual expertise 
And of course. It's like, but now it's kind of like the wild west of ideas, you know. Of course, um, of course. And things and can so, go sideways, and things can go sideways. Yeah. And then, like, when people people don't trust the institutions, but for whatever reason they latch onto personality X or Y, and they trust them, like trust them, like we talk about cults before, right? Like, trust every word is gospel. That's where it can get dangerous. Well, you know, it's interesting, course. man. And this one other thing that you're like, you know, before we talk, we have like a brief little thing. Like, what do you got? Yeah. You got something to talk about? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't have much. And then all of a sudden I had like a couple things. And so this yeah. brings back to one of those things that I've noticed um, on social media lately, which is like, a, it'll be like a meme or a graphic. Let's say it'll be all time block shots leader or mm. like the best shot blockers in the NBA. Right. Right. And they're intentionally wrong. They leave somebody out, of course, of course, it of course. Comp- yes. It is it, hot takes. It, I don't know what you would call it. It's but it, they it, realize intentional, intentionally erroneous hot takes. Yeah, With, and they they know there's going to be impulsive outrage reaction. Like you got to be fucking kidding. Sure. That's a whole industry, bro. How could you say this guy's better than this guy on everything? And it, it's, I mean, I say like that's 99% of like the, the content fed to me by like Facebook and Instagram. Oh, for sure. I saw one the other day that I almost sent to you, dude, where it was yeah. like uh, all time shot blockers, literally like for NBA yeah. guys. Right. And it had 10, like 20 random players. None of which are the all-time shot blockers. Right, right? sure. Like, it's like Dr. J, LeBron James, like 15 guys like that. Right. And then, like, they they tried to frame it like, well, we mean, like, non-centers. But, like, Joe okay. Embiid was on it. Right, like, right. Like, five centers were on the list. Right, sure, sure, sure. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was such a clusterfuck of a thing from, like, some right. account, like, NBA Joe or something, you right. know what I mean? That's got yeah, like a hundred thousand followers, and like all of the comments are just people arguing over this list, right? Like, how in the hell you didn't see Dr. J play? Man, he was an unbelievable shot. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, this is non-centers. No, right. it's not. And beads on it, and like right. this is uh, it's just generate, dude. And sure. It's almost like AI, like artificial yeah. intelligence randomly just spit out a list and yeah. someone put a title and it's just creating this chaos in the comment section and driving engagement i was almost at first tempted to oh like, bro what the fuck is this bro i've had a but few of those like, well, i'm just gonna boost this like now you're gonna of see course. it on your page because i commented oh bro i'm like i gotta I, cut it off i fall into that trap all the time where i'm just in there and like and i'll just say something like patently dismissive and and like uh like uh casually insulting where i'll just be like casually where i'll just be like this is obviously put together by casuals who know nothing but it's like but but the idea is that it's 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 to provoke yeah it's to provoke of course it's erroneous like you said intentionally erroneous to elicit a response um uh, hot takes right hot takes for clickbait yeah yeah with like those occasional rogan guests and stuff where it's like being wrong is actually now more profitable right than it's ever been being wrong right 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 because sure. the second you're wrong there's 10 million people who automatically have to tell you you're wrong right they are sure. in the kind this is bullshit how can you even have a you know oscar robinson above jordan man you're and it's right, a whole thing and it's like the person that created that list or that point yep. or that meme, whatever the yep. contrast right. is, that was their whole design to get churn up because there's that noise, that traffic is what brings in dollars. Yeah, no, dude, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, More it, so it, than it, ever, man. No, for sure, man, for sure. It it makes me think of, um, you know, like I, I, when, I, when I said I was being dismissive and insulting, calling people casuals. But it's always the argument. You always hear the argument, like about how, like the modern ball player is better because the, you know, this quote that because Jordan just played against plumbers, like eighty six, eighty six right. Jordan just played against bums. Basically, right. is like the thought, right? So, like electrifying young Jordan wouldn't would just be like an, just another like you know young star if he play if he if he was a rookie this year. 
And it's yeah. like, man, like just talk about clueless, bro. Like clueless. Yeah, Kevin McHale know? had no moves, man. None. Bro. bro <laughs> I, well, it's funny you say Kevin McHale, right? It's funny because we're like on the same wavelength. But I saw a thing. Now talk about like social media and information. I actually have another thing to say too, but but social media and like uh, the ability to convey information in like simple methods uh, being so powerful. I recently saw um, a thing about a, like a one minute thing about Danny Ainge, and do, yeah. do you know do you know Danny Ainge's background? Like going back to high school, he was well. I know it was he drafted by the Blue Jays in baseball, right? Yes. So he yeah. was he was the first ever three sport all high school all American. He was wow. first what was team his third sport football. He's wow. a wide receiver. What? And, and and he was a wide receiver and had like every single school ready to ready ready to go offers from every major fucking college. Um, Notre Dame was like his heaviest suitor, right? Decides not to do that. Drafted by the Blue Jays, right? But his deal with the Blue Jays is like I'm in, but uh, I I want to go to college still and play basketball. So he goes to BYU, right? His senior year, he's the wooden player of the year in the country, right? right. But everybody assumes his career is over because he's signed to the Blue Jays, right? He's playing for the Blue Jays in the summer while he's in college playing playing basketball. Wow. He's, signed, he's inked to the Blue Jays, so everybody assumes even though he's the college basketball player of the year, he's going to go to play baseball because he's got a signed contract. And the Celtics draft him and buy him out from the Blue Jays. Wow. And I'm like, dude, that is absurd. So he was yeah, All-American in all things, but he's a plumber, right? He probably he's was like, a plumber, too. Won all these titles, right? <laughs> won, all these titles, won all these titles and all that. And it's just like, it's insane. GM won titles, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and he's an integral player on those bird team, you know, the bird, the Celtics dynasty, you know, and, and the yep. playing at the Lakers and all that. Um, just two, so two other things. One, so that all Rogan diatribe and all that stuff, um, went sideways, uh, because of Pat McAfee. I don't think he's, I think it's, he's generally harmless at this point. So I I don't think that he's doing any of that sort of, uh, um, you know, uh, society, hot takes that have societal harm, but it makes me think of one of my favorite movies, Skull, what you were bringing up before, right? How there's no filter now. Right. And uh, being wrong is profitable, right? Like, and I think that's so true. It makes me think of one of my favorite movies, which is All the President's Men, right? Oh, yeah. About water, about Watergate, right? And it's, yeah. it's Redford and Dustin Hoffman who are um, the, these journalists, Woodward and Bernstein, who break the Watergate story. And one of like the built-in conflicts of that is watching them deal with their boss, right? As they are uncovering information and sourcing information. Information that like is going to massively impact the country, right? Yeah. Like the, the hottest, most salacious shit that you can imagine that will absolutely impact the country. And their editor, the boss there, the dude uh, Ben Bradley, who's played by Jason Robards, that's what I was looking is up. Not not letting them break these stories until they verify them a hundred percent. Right. Like right. you got all this info, and you have you have to uh, meet a stuff. certain standard. Or, or you sit on it. So you're watching it and you're frustrated as a viewer. Like, oh man, when do they get to tell, tell the world? Not enough. Yeah. No, not enough Not enough proof uh, for us to, to keep our standards that high. And it's like, you sit there and you watch it frustrated as a viewer, but then at the same time, you're like, man, like, that's really important. Those standards are really important. You know, if yeah, we're talking it's about... A, it's the Wild West now. Right. And I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's a great way to... I don't have a solution. You know, the idea of like some government board regulating right, social sure. media right, doesn't sure. sound great either. No, right? because, right, because then it's like, I understand why anyone who's on that board from that thought. So yeah, I, don't right, right. The, I don't know if there's necessarily a solution other than our own internal awareness and, right. you know. Just right. trying to navigate that, but yeah. So next, you time need to you keep can... those swords sharp, though, man. You need to keep those swords sharp yeah. against next all the you, you know oncomers. Gazy list on Facebook. Everybody, don't comment because then I won't see it. <laughs> keep it <laughs> yeah. on my feed. Do me a favor. I, I won't get heated when I see it, right? I won't, like, you know, yeah. impulsively comment on it. Yeah, it's like Jerry West, most overrated player ever. Some list, yep. you know, like yep. give me, give me a break. Yep. All right, so they played against plumbers. They were plumbers slash played against plumbers. 
I mean, it'd be tough to be a plumber and a pro athlete. Like, bro, oh no shit! Yeah, dude, plumbing's the skill, man. Hey, you're talking about being, being, and we were talking uh, off off camera before about being uh, the, what comes along with uh, maintaining a home. And it's like, man, I will, you know, it's like I've done some uh, like uh, low level plumbing. I joke around with the girls that I have like a my my pl- my plumber my plumbing badge, right? And it's yeah. like, uh, because but that's like a legitimate skill and like a very valuable one. And like, uh, holy shit, like it'd be like being a mechanic. Oh my god, the money you'd save yourself in your life if you knew oh how to god. do these things, right? No like kidding. Hundreds of thousands of dollars if you were just a good mechanic yourself, like, <laughs> man, <laughs> you know? I replaced a starter years ago. Yeah. On a Jeep, and that was like, I was so proud when it got done. Oh, God, of like, course. Never of course. again, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know there's a bunch of car heads, gearheads out there who are like, this fucking guy, whatever. Yeah, man. of course. I'm, but uh, not for me, man. God bless no. him. That is like, that's it. A tough work, man. Yeah. What see, valuable skills like, that? Anytime I try to fix anything in a I was telling Casey the other day, like, anytime I try to fix anything in a car, I always end up with like one bolt or screw or bar or something that is immovable Extra. or uh, obstructed, oh, okay. just impossible to get to or get out. Right, like sure. Always, you always bump up against sure. one thing, and it's like, how is this physically right? That to, pan, to move the panel that's there, right? The yeah, panel exactly. that's there. It's God like, yeah. mechanics. No Cut doubt. Me a break though. Next time I come in. Seriously, please don't <laughs> take advantage up. of my ignorance. I know it exists. Give me the discount. But yeah, yes. all right, speaking of uh, our insides, our internal mechanisms. What have you eaten <laughs> lately? That is. Hold on, we gotta cue up the theme song. Oh, right, right now, the greatest intro in the history of podcasting. Shouts to Dirt Malone. Hits now. The food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got 30 tacos on the Colossal table. Colossal quarter the pound bowl burgers. Of 115 breakfast couple sandwiches. couple Sixers wow. and Eight donuts. Okay. Reese's Pops are better than peanut butter Captain Crunch. So they're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Peel and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried toenails. Some man- pretty manly kind of fucking snack. Philadelphia cheesesteak egg rolls. Eat this whole fucking tray. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Snack again. The food cast. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. So it's only been a week, so I hope yes. you're not like, well, it's tough to pick from all <laughs> of all these, of all the dirtiest things I've eaten. The dirtiest things I've eaten. Okay, well, uh, all right. So this isn't necessarily dirty, but it, it's kind of uh, it goes on uh, it, it piggybacks on something you were referring to last week, which was like. Chili, chili, and crock pots and stuff. By the way, but yeah, cro- as we sit here, crock pot. pot full of chili brewing. That's amazing. Well, yeah, so I'm batch number two. I'm trying to make like 20 batches this whole nice until the spring. So sorry, nice. micro brew chilies. Yeah. Um, so t- so t- uh, Tara made a uh, like a crock pot chicken soup, like slow cooking chicken soup. Um, you know, and, and like just kind of doubled down on the carbs in it because she chopped up potatoes and put them in there um, with, with chicken breast and chicken thighs. But then also had some noodles going on. Okay. And on top of that, had some bread on the side of it. Um, yo, speaking of which, you know, they, people always talk about like grass-fed butter, Irish butter. At yeah. my local Acme, on sale, I found French butter, right? Look have you ever you. heard of Have you ever heard of President? It's yes. like a cheese. It's a right. So they I like make the a label. lot. Of, yeah, yeah. They make yeah. a lot of cheeses and stuff, right? Yeah. So right where the Kerrygold is and that Look stuff. Look at you, fancy they, cheese, fancy boy, and butter guy. Listen, right where the Kerrygold is, they had that, and it was like a dollar fifty less than the Kerrygold, and I'm like, so I take a look at it, and I'm like, all right, I'll check this out, right? And what it is is it's it's because it's European butter or whatever. It's like it's. I had that conversation right with Roman Fritz, shout to Roman, right? Where he says, do you know what they call butter in Germany? Oh, you know what they call grass-fed butter in Germany? I'm like, what? Butter. Because <laughs> the only kind is grass-fed, right? Like, whereas what we have here is not. Um, right, you know, Fugazi and, you know, uh, industrial farming and God knows what, right? Um, but he uh, he pointed out a good point that, like, all the European butter is grass-fed butter, right? So it's grass-fed, but it's also cultured. Mm. Not just me being cultured, telling you about fancy butter, but 
the bread, the butter itself is cultured like yogurt is. So it's got a, like a little bit of a different taste. And yeah. uh, I would assume, I would presume, got uh, some benefits for gut health and whatnot, <laughs> but also tastes incredible. So, so what did you butter? Sorry, I buttered some bread. I buttered some some fresh bread to go along with it. So not only was it not only was it chicken you. chicken soup with taters and noodles, but had buttered bread on the side. So there, so for all those keto advocates out there, there were three carbohydrates going on at one time in this incredible crockpot soup. Highly recommend anything crockpotted. Crockpottery is the fucking theme, I think, of of fall twenty twenty three. Oh, absolutely, um, man. But yeah, so that was awesome. So yeah, not not dirty in any way, very nutritious, but lots of carbs and, and you know, bread delicious. and butter is underrated in that. Ooh, like, I ever. think a lot of people only eat it if they're like, it's like table bread at a restaurant or something right, like that. Sure. Like, they don't, they're never at home. They're like, let me just throw a little butter, yep. on a piece of warm bread. You know, Man, like, one uh, of the great like delicacies, bro. Like, unbelievable, it. especially unbelievable. when you're pinkies up and you got the president man with and, uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm also a client um nice. but yeah so so yeah so you put it on uh yeah so put i put that on the on the uh bread and had that uh as a side to this awesome crock pot chicken and it was amazing um and crock pot chicken soup and it was amazing uh, i'm trying you go on with what you ate and then i'm going to try to think if i ate and if there was like a dirty dessert that was noteworthy did, did i bring up last week the greek yogurt and cool whip yes hack? okay that was on yep. the last cast did you try it i haven't done it yet oh you gotta do it bro you I gotta will. do I it will. in terms of a no in terms of a no guilt um enjoyable treat that also has some benefits because it's greek yogurt high protein like i think you'll be like damn that was good I would say, yeah, I, I got to do it. I'm low on the weep, but uh, yeah, yeah. next time I re-up, definitely for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, pretty clean week, but I did yeah. have, and then like this, you're going to hear him be like, this isn't like that dirty. Like it could be okay, so much yeah, worse. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, I like, a pretty good, that dirty. Yeah. yeah, but it's the dirtiest thing I've eaten. So I got to okay. answer. It's fine. A nice toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I am an advocate. Of and I got this there. like fancy jam. It's okay. a caramel coffee jam that I got down south once. Okay. With a little uh, natural peanut butter and banana on toasted rye. Okay. On rye. I, oh, yes, my friend. Oh, wow. yes. Wow. Oh, on rye. I'm telling you. Get a marble rye. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're not down with that? Okay. Oh, man. No, Absolutely. no. I love, no, the thing. I love rye bread. Love yeah. it. Toasted with butter, uh, a sandwich, whatever. I just would never purposefully make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You got to try it, man. You wow. Try it. It's its own food. Wow. wow. Very <laughs> I had rye. I wanted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, so it happened. But it's so good. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Very yep. cool. Very Toasted. cool. That's interesting. Man, I, you know, I'll tell you with that. Some banana. Toasted with some banana. Fancy jam. Coffee yep. caramel jam. Yeah. So, so it's a jam that doesn't have any fruit in it. I got to see. I got to look at the label. I got to see. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's a good point. Jellies and jams typically have some sort of fruit in them. Let me see if I can even find this online and see what the fruit would be. Interesting. Interesting. Um, even like the weird, like fancy stuff, like I, when it's if it's jalapeno or mint, it's still got mint leaves. It's still got apples. Jalapeno. Oh, okay. So there's apples in there. So apples apple, would be the fruit base. Yeah. Apple, coffee, and caramel. Yeah. All right. Awesome. It's like a farm stand kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I, mean. I dig it. I dig um, it. I dig it. I, with rye though, that's it's provocative. I, I dude, I'm I'm robust. a PBJ. I'm a PBJ advocate, and this goes back to like the the love of carbs and emptying the tank and all that. But on a pretty regular basis, I will have like nothing. This is not fancy at all. This is like yeah. this is the opposite of, of of yours, which was like sort of like the more this curated, like incredible sandwich. Um, I will um, pretty often like have like two slices of wheat bread with like natural peanut butter and like strawberry preserves. Like sure, and and that's like kind of like the late afternoon snack kind of thing. 
And I like yep. feel very, you know, assuming I'm training and all that, like, and everything's like locked in, like I have, that's a low guilt thing for me. Like, I yeah. feel like the PBJ can go several ways and like can be dirty and not great for you. Yep. Depending, but it's all about the components you pick, right? Yep. Like, um, so like if you have like uh, a decent kind, a decent bread, that's not crazy high in calories. doesn't have any added sugar, whatever you have a nat- good natural peanut butter that doesn't have added sugar. And then you have like a, you know, uh, whatever, you know, because the other thing too is like, you don't have to put half the jar of jelly on no, the sandwich right. to get the, to get what you need from it. Like, you know, yeah. a tablespoon goes a long way of, of like of strawberry preserves or whatever. So like, I might have to go have one now, dude. It's killing me. You can eat one. <laughs> I feel like if you're training hard and consistently, you can eat a PBJ on a regular basis and it's not a tragedy. It's not like a throw your diet sideways kind of deal. That's know? why I'm trying to eat clean this week. And that's why, but that was the, only thing that would qualify. So, although I'm probably going to eat at least a third of a crock pot of chili the next yeah, but that's hours, all that's so. all good stuff. The chili's all good stuff, though, bro. Like I, I feel yeah. like I feel like that's that's clean eating. That's good. No, I'm not. Right I'm not worried. That's no guilt good. at all attached to that. Man. That's it. All awesome. right, man. So that's a pretty dope cast. We're going to be doing it's this more regularly. Hell yeah! Let us yes, know the dirtiest things y'all have been eating. I'm and, I'm always uh, interested in what's. We're looking eating. for I, inspiration. That's it. I was just going to say that not, not only do we get inspiration about training or the arts or whatever, but like uh, physical culture, you know, or music or movies or whatever, but like tell, tell us the dirty stuff you've eaten and maybe it'll spark something. Get to the important crazy. stuff. That's it. Cut right <laughs> to the chase. That's it. Culture. Yep. That's it, man. All just right. like cultured like my butter, dog. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right, all right, bro. Good, Good shit, stuff, bro. man. As always, week. absolutely, no doubt, man. Peace. Peace.